Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman, and it is so great coming to you today because I have some fabulous information for you. You all know I'm a little vain. Well, maybe a lot vain. Yeah, my producer's laughing at me in the in the booth. Um, yeah, there's a little vanity going on in here. And so at 56, I need a little help. So I have definitely found the right place to go. Actually, we found each other on social media and it is the craziest thing, social media, how you meet people, you come in contact with people, you cross through. It's just amazing. But last year, I noticed another influencer was going to Skin Deep Laser MD in Fort Worth with Dr. Reem. And I was like, hmm. And she was getting laser hair removal. And she was saying it didn't hurt. And I'm like, I had laser hair removal 15 years ago, and it just about killed me. I mean, just about killed me. Anyway, that is the first thing that turned me on. So I started following Skin Deep, and I am here to introduce you to a fabulous, intelligent doctor, Dr. Reem, Dr. Laura Reem. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. It's taken a while to get her here. I met her last year about, golly, I think I met you in October. November, perhaps. And um, we had a consultation. I came to your beautiful office with your fabulous staff and um, met you. And I want to introduce you because you are an MD and you own a, a skincare, a skin, you have a skincare line, you have so many fabulous things. And, but when I met you, you were telling me you are an anesthesiologist. Is that I, correct? Yes, it is. I am. You are. Now, what in the world made you made you transfer from that career? I mean, with you always, you were telling me your age, we're the same age, by the way. But, <laughs> yes. um, but what, tra- what, was the, what was the caveat that said, you know what, this is what I want to do? So there were a couple of things going on. I am an anesthesiologist and I did not get out of anesthesia because I, d- I, I love anesthesia. Do you? Yes. And uh, I loved my job, but I, w- and I wasn't looking for something different, but I, I, I was looking for a change in groups. I was changing practices and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And at the same time, so I was looking for a new group or trying to figure out where I was going to go. And the other thing that was going on at the time is I was really starting to see a lot of changes in my skin from aging. I've never taken really good care of my skin. I didn't know what to do. And so I was starting to look into what I could do for my pigment. I'm a redhead, so I have tons of freckles. Flaming redhead, everyone. Look at her. (laughs) Look at her website. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, red hair, freckles, and aging skin. So starting to see all that, not knowing what to do, I had been to several uh, med spas, and I use that in quotations, but um, several not-so-medical med spas, and tried to do things for my skin and ended up spending an absolute fortune and seeing nothing. Um, And so I was getting really frustrated. I was doing a lot of research on anti-aging treatments, and lasers seemed to be the wave of the future. But there were so many treatments available. And the more research I did, the more confused I got about what actually works and what's Sorry to say this, but a scam. So there's a lot of scams out there and there's a lot of people getting hurt, getting burned from lasers, getting scarred, uh, getting even more pigment. So a lot of the things that people are trying to get rid of sometimes are being made worse by some of these treatments. So like I said, the more the more research I did, the more confused I got. And what I realized was that skin care and aesthetics has made a huge leap in the last few years, but it's also gotten more and more medical. And most of the places that are doing these treatments are not medical. So um, the more research I'm doing, the more confused I'm getting. And I thought if I'm, if I have a medical degree and I can't figure out what works and what doesn't, what's a scam and what's real, then how in the world is the layperson supposed to be able to figure this right. out? Right, consumers. So I got really, really interested in one particular laser, which actually is is the laser that Tiffany's loving right now. But I got really interested in this laser and I wanted it on my skin and on my pigment. And I started looking for it and nobody in Fort Worth had it. And then I also realized that nobody in Fort Worth really had any of the new updated medical equipment. Now there's, there were some of them in Dallas and there were some of them in Houston, but there really wasn't anything in Fort Worth. And if you're 
in Fort Worth, you know that Dallas and Fort Worth people, there's like an invisible line. It's not really all one big city. Um, and I, and it's also far away. So people from Fort Worth driving to Dallas to get treatments, I mean, that's crazy. So, Mm -hmm. so with all these things going on with me making this transition, I'm thinking, okay, you really need to be a medical person to figure this out. Um, we don't have stuff available in Fort Worth, which is crazy. And I was not sure where I wanted to go for practicing anesthesia. So I made this crazy idea that I was going to get this laser that, that, that Tiffany will talk about in a minute. Uh, I was going to get this Pikachu laser and just use it for a couple of months while I tried to figure out where I was going to go next. So that started this whole snowball rolling downhill. I got this laser. I was planning to just take off tattoos and do a little skin rejuvenation for a few months. And the more I got into it, the more people were coming up to me and asking me if I was going to do laser hair removal or if I was going to do um, scar revision or all the different things that we do. So as I would look into it and find out that nobody in Fort Worth was using the good new equipment, I would say, well, we need it. So I would purchase that equipment. So while I was looking for what anesthesia practice I wanted to join, I just, I mean, I think now we have at least 12 different energy-based devices plus a lot of other stuff. It just turned into a big snowball rolling downhill, mm-hmm. and, and I never went back to anesthesia. It was always the plan, but mm-hmm. um, now I'm doing this full-time. Right. You're always up there, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so when you were looking... When was that? Like what year? How long ago was that? Uh, this was seven years ago. Seven years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. And you were telling me that lasers and equipment change so so quickly, right? Yes. And they're expensive. Yes. E. Yeah. So a lot of the problem that was happening too, um, so as an anesthesiolo- anesthesiologist, I worked with a lot of plastic surgeons. And when I started wanting a Picasur treatment for me, I'm asking had a lot of plastic surgery friends that had med spas attached with their offices. And so I was, and, and a lot of them have lasers. And so I would ask them, hey, why don't you have a Pikachu laser? You need to get this because I need to do it on me. I, I need you to get it so you can do this treatment on me. And what they were telling me was, oh, I have this laser, I have that laser, and it's already obsolete and I haven't even paid for it yet. So typically you, you, you don't pay cash for one of these things because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. So generally you take five or six years to pay it off. Um, and people were, you know, paying it off for two or three years and then the next new thing comes out and it's already obsolete. Starting so all these, over again. So these plastic surgeons were getting really frustrated. They said the, the market is changing or the industry is changing so fast that we can't keep up with the technology. So they were also telling me that they were, you know, they were getting real frustrated because they had lasers that were already past their prime and they hadn't even paid them off. Um, and they were getting real frustrated because at the time that I started this, I mean, I like to use the analogy that we were in a place, we're still kind of there, but um, we were in a place where, if you guys remember, when cell phones, cell phones first came out, there were these huge, massive Box. things. They were, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you would charge them up, and then you would hope and pray that it would last for, from your, for your drive from Fort Worth to Houston. Yeah. And that wasn't, you weren't on it. You just hoped and prayed that it would last that long so that if you had a flat tire, you could call somebody. Um, and then iPhones came out, and suddenly that thing better stay charged for 24 hours, and I'm on it nonstop, and I can check my emails, and I can buy movie tickets, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the technology just had a crazy seat steep slope upward. Well, I feel that's where we where we were with aesthetic treatments about seven years ago when I started this. The technology just exploded and it went crazy. And it really started with the Pikachur laser. It didn't start with the Pikachur laser, but that was that really was a great example of where we were super, super steep on that slope because it was the first big jump in laser aesthetic technology in 13 years. It, it put us to the next generation of lasers. And that was a big, big deal because all the lasers that had been used previously, I mean, lasers are fantastic for skin rejuvenation. Lasers are the way to go for skin rejuvenation. But previously, everything came with lots and lots of pain and lots Mm -hmm. of downtime. And when I say lots, I'm talking about three weeks. Mm -hmm. So you had, basically, you looked like a burn victim. You'd burn off your face, take off all the epidermis. Then you had to wear Aquaphor, Vaseline for three weeks because you have no barrier left to your skin. You were were like a burn victim. Mm -hmm. And you had to hide out for three weeks in your house because if you went out, you would 
scare small children. So right. yeah, you, I mean, you really hid out for three weeks. Then you'd get out and about again and your skin was bright pink mm-hmm. and then your skin would kind of grow back and, but you were still kind of pinkish for about six months or so. And then when your skin grew back, you looked great as long as you didn't have a complication. Mm. But, but then we came out with, we started coming out with new lasers and really figuring it out. I mean, we really started to figure it out that we didn't have to do that much damage to the skin to cause skin rejuvenation. We could way back off of it. And with the Pikachu laser, it actually doesn't do any damage at all to the surface of your skin. So there's no downtime. Now, when I say no downtime, um, people can be a little red for a while. Like I'll stay red for a couple of hours afterwards. I'm super, super sensitive. It's the red hair. But most people will be red for about an hour or so. Usually by the time they leave our office, they're just kind of flushed. They almost look like they've been to the gym. And by the time they get home, the redness is gone. Certainly by the next morning, even for me, when I stay bright red for a couple of hours, by the next morning, it's gone. So that's it for downtime. You could, And since it doesn't do any damage at all to the surface of your skin, you can put them on makeup right away. So um, easy, easy, easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and all the magic of the laser is done down deep in your skin. So you don't see the results quite as quickly, but you also don't have any downtime and no pain. Right, right, right. And so I've been doing, my first treatment was in December. We just finished number five because mm-hmm. your formula is for every 10 years of age. That's a treatment. Is that right? That's from, usually on Pelivate. On Pelivate. Usually on the Picasure. If you're mm-hmm. doing skin rejuvenation, we usually recommend a series of about four, spacing mm-hmm. them about a month apart. The reason we chose four, it's kind of a magical number. It's just great. But four is also what it usually takes to get rid of all your pigment. Right. Okay. So when I came to you for my consult, I last January, so it was 2020, I had Fraxel done in Austin, where I've gone for years, and hurt like crazy. And I'm a baby. I mean, Megan treats me at your, at your, um, at your fabulous clinic, but I'm a baby, but (laughs) that was, that was rough. And, um, so when I talked to you, you were saying, no, 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 this doesn't, I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I'm, I'm just like nervous, Mm -hmm. but, um, with the new lasers, is it, I'm not sure how to ask this. With the new lasers, does it not be not be as pain not as painful? They're not as painful. That's the that's mm-hmm. part of the deal, right? Yeah. I mean that's yeah. I mean that's huge, right? For me, it is for everybody. Okay, so then my issues. I remember I've told you I have two cervical neck scars mm-hmm. because I've had quite a bit of damage in my neck, my cervical um, disc. So I had two. They look fabulous. He did a great job. He got it right in the line. He was perfect until I started the aging process of crepey skin. So I came to you and I said, I hate it. I cannot stand this. So that was your indication to diagnose me to do the Pelive? No, the Picasure, right? The P- Yes. To, to skin tighten, right? And pigmentation. Yes. So the Pico, so we actually have a lot of different devices that we'll do, um, a lot of them, there's a lot of overlap. And so we have three different lasers that will do skin rejuvenation. Um, and then we have a couple of different devices that, and, and with skin rejuvenation, you'll get skin tightening as well. So what we decided to do was aim at your, you had some pigment as well. And most of us do. I used to think freckles were just my, the bane of my existence. But um, as I've learned Almost everybody starts to get freckles. Some people call them sunspots. Some people call them age spots. Some people call them liver spots. I don't know why liver, but um, (laughs) melasma, all brown pigment, um, it's all removable. And what I learned was that it's not just my problem. Everybody starts to get it and we all hate it. So skin rejuvenation is a great way to get rid of of brown pigmentation. A lot of people have red pigment as well. That uh, it can be rosacea or it can be um, little spider veins or just overall redness. So skin rejuvenation can do that. Um, We can also do that with IPLs or photofacials. That's older technology actually when you do that and it works great. That's some older technology that that still I love. Um, But with with skin rejuvenation, we're, we're doing more than just pigment removal. What we're doing, so a, a big part of the, really the, the basis of aging and what we start seeing in our skin is our skin cell cycle slows down. So when we're babies, our skin cells turn over about every seven days. Um, I use this example all the time when I'm explaining to people at, at my office, but when you see a scratch on a baby, it's gone the next day. 
And that's because their skin is turning over that fast that their skin repairs itself that quickly. But as soon as we're born, it starts slowing down. When we're in our 20s and 30s, our skin cells may be turning over every 20 days or so, every 30 days. It just keeps slowing down more Mm -hmm. and more and more. So I don't know what my skin cell cycle was, but I wouldn't wouldn't turn it over anything. And so as we age and our skin cells are slowing down, we're not building as much collagen and elastin. Actually, starting at about the age of 25... We start breaking down collagen faster Mm. than we're building it back up again. So, I mean, this starts early. This is totally unfair. It's just Uh not right. But we're starting to age, really starting in our 20s to maybe late 20s. Mm. But we're breaking down our collagen. We're not building it up as fast as we used to because our skin cells aren't turning over as fast. Um, So... When our skin cells are turning over, they're they're building collagen, they're building elastin, which is what gives our skin that kind of recoil, that bounce back. Um, We start to lose that, the collagen and the elastin, and our skin is literally getting thinner. And it's also losing that bounce back, so we're starting to see the crepey skin. Yes. Um, We're building up pigment in our skin. If we have problems with breakouts, all that stuff's in our skin because it's just not turning over as fast. So that's really the basis of aging. Mm. Plus, you know, we've got UVA rays coming down. So, you know, our cells are not turning over as fast, but we're also getting damage from UVA rays, which breaks down our collagen, breaks down our elastin, adds the pigment to our skin, all that stuff. So we're getting it from, you know, every different direction. But with the lasers, what they do is stimulate those skin cells to start turning over faster again. So for skin rejuvenation, when I talk about skin rejuvenation, I'm kind of talking about everything, but the 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 main basis of it is that we're stimulating the skin cells to ramp up and start turning over faster again. And by doing that, our skin cells will repair all the damage. Right. I mean, the pigment we can also aim at specifically. So the late when we aim lasers at pigment, the pigment will ab- the pigment will absorb the laser energy. It breaks open, and then the cells just kind of reject all that pigment. So we can get rid of the pigment faster. But it's also stimulating the skin cells to start turning over faster. And that's really you're repairing your own age, or you're reversing your own aging process by ramping up and starting to build your skin. Wow. So you'll see a difference generally, depending on what laser we use and what you know what we're doing. Generally, it takes about a month before you really start to see anything maybe even five to six weeks. Um, Usually takes about three to four months before it starts thickening up because it takes about that long before you to see enough collagen building Mm -hmm. to to be able to notice the difference. Right. So this is a slow process. We're not talking about overnight, Mm -hmm. but, you know, once you start turning it over, once you start ramping up that process, it continues to get better and better and better for about, Oh, I used to think it was about six months. Now it's it's more like nine months to a year, at, even after your last treatment. Wow! So it'll keep getting better and better. So even if you're at the end of your series of maybe four picos or five picos or or fifteen forties or whatever laser we choose to use, you're going to continue to see results from that. And that's the same with scar revision. So we do. I love I love treating scars. It's my favorite thing to do because it it's really life changing for a lot of people. And when we do the scar treatments, I depending on the scars, I usually recommend that people do a series of about three or four mm-hmm. a month apart and then wait because at the at the end of the series people are looking at it and they're starting to see the results and they're saying oh it looks better I like it but it's not where I wanted to be so I think I need to do a couple more treatments and usually what I recommend to them unless they're in a big hurry because they're in a wedding or something that they really need a scar gone um, usually I recommend to them that they do a, a series of three or four and then sit back and wait about six months and see where they are in six months because it's going to continue to improve. And in about six months, you might look at that scar and go, oh, this is what I was looking for. Now I'm there. Or you might look at it and say, mm, you know, I think I want to do a little bit more. But it's going to continue to improve. If you're, I mean, if you continue, you can keep treating it every month if you want to. I'm happy for you to do that. But you might be buying treatments that you don't need to buy. Right. If, if you're not in a big hurry, wait a little bit and let it do its work. And but I, it's the same thing with skin rejuvenation. It's going to continue to keep getting better and better for several months after we're done. You know, and I love you say that because you're not. You are doing what's right for your patients. I mean, you're not saying you give it some time and not spend extra money doing that. I love that because, you know, you talked about in the beginning scams and mm-hmm. doing too much for sure. And, you know, um, y'all are working on a scar that I've had since I was four. It's on the corner of my eye and you were, and Megan's been working on it. So I have high hopes, but I've had it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just so used to it. I forget it's there, but it's, you know, now I see it now because I'm watching, I'm waiting, for, <laughs> I'm waiting for it to go away, but you have high hopes. This is so go away. Right. 
Um, I don't know if it'll go away completely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we can't completely get rid of scars, but we can make them a lot better. Sometimes we can. Right. We just never know. It was a deep one. And and the older they are, you know, the less likely we are to get be mm-hmm. able to get rid of them completely. But we can certainly make them. We can make everybody's scars a lot better. Wow, that is my and that's with the Pikachu. Well, um, the Pikachu is not the most aggressive we can do for for scars. Okay, we can actually do. Um, yeah, and if you'll get a little braver, we might aim at a different. <laughs> Which one is it? Which one is it? I would probably do a fifteen forty on it, or we could do a CO two laser on it. That's that's Ugh. the. <laughs> it hurts, right? Uh, for a second. Okay, this woman. Okay, Doctor Reem. Okay, she came in the room the other day, and I get lidocaine and sit there for thirty minutes. Okay, I just sit there and read, do my social media, and she does it without anything. And I'm like, she is such a bad egg. No, I, I don't do it without anything. I can do it without anything. You just and choose, I, and yeah. I have done it without anything just to see what it would feel like. Yeah. Um, I like to do. I love the Pico, and I'll. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done one in a long time. I need to do one. Um, but. I I like to do the numbing and I can sleep through the whole thing. Wow. It's a good nap for me. Well, see, I'm I'm pushing myself into the bed so much that I, I'm like, she's like, okay, quit pushing away from me. Usually what will happen is the first time people find it pretty uncomfortable. Part of yeah. it is they're super, super nervous. They think, mm-hmm. oh, this is a laser, so it's got to hurt. Sure. That numbing cream is great, by the way. So right. so we get to pretty numb and it feels like someone's like, like um, almost like snapping your face with like thumping your face or some people would say a rubber band snap, although I think that's too, that's, it's, too, that's too strong. Yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't hurt if we were doing just a few pulses, but we do several thousand mm-hmm. pulses. So it starts getting pretty stingy after a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I like to use the numbing, but usually people are pretty uncomfortable the first time. The second time they come in to do it, we'll start and they'll go, Oh, this is no big deal. I can't believe right. I thought this. I th- can't believe I thought this hurt. Well, part of it was because you're in your mind. If you think it's going to really hurt, sure. you're, you know, you're, you're, you're stressed out. Your stress hormones are high and you're anticipating it. When you come back the second time knowing, oh, it wasn't too bad. And you come in and you, and you start the treatment and people will say, oh, I can't believe I thought this hurt last time. This is no big deal. And then by the third time, people are saying, well, wake me up when you're done. Well, and I'm here to tell you, I am a baby, but it doesn't hurt. I mean, it just, it just doesn't hurt. And I'm, I'm done. I've finished my fifth treatment, so I'm so proud and excited. And those of you that have asked me for before and after pictures. So we did a before picture in uh, November, December. And um, I take really good care of my skin, and I have since I was in my 20s. I mean, I couldn't afford Celexi. I don't know if you remember that product. I couldn't afford it, but I was like, it's either lunch or Celexi. I mean, I just started <laughs> taking care of my skin. Um, but... So my skin is not horrible. I mean, I know that you see people that come in and just want Your a miracle. Great. Well, and and I and it, it's uphill climb, but we do have problem areas, of course. And I want to keep working on it. So when I came to you, I there wasn't. You said to me you're going to see the difference in your neck. And then that's what I'm really focusing on. But the before and after, so we're waiting about six months to do the before and after. Those of you that are waiting for it, we're going to have it for, for you for sure. So tell us about the Pelleve again. So tell us what's, because that is very relaxing for sure. And and someone said on my blog post yesterday, <laughs> that looks like it's so relaxing. And, but it's, it's producing it collagen, is. right? Yes. So Pelleve, and we, we have another version of Pelleve now. We actually, <laughs> and this is crazy, probably not a good business decision, but um, yeah, because now I'm a businesswoman instead yeah. of just, yeah. Um, I'm an anesthesiologist now. I'm basically a dermatologist in, right. in business. Um, we have a second device that is almost the exact same. It's the same technology as the Pelleve. Um, it's just, a, it's a fancier machine with more bells and whistles, but we were doing Pelleve so often that sometimes we needed two of them. So we have a fancier one that's called Tempture, but it's basically the same. It's a, it's the same endpoint. It's the same technology. It's radio frequency. And it's, it's, does it, it doesn't do, I don't call it skin rejuvenation. It kind of does, but I don't call it skin rejuvenation like a laser. It's radio frequency. And the point is that it builds collagen like crazy. So it just builds your collagen. Now, any of the lasers that we're doing skin rejuvenation with will build collagen because they're stimulating your skin to start turning over faster and repair itself faster. And just by turning over faster, your skin's going to be producing more collagen. But it also, the lasers also do a lot of other stuff to help with, you know, pore and pores and texture and pigment and everything else. Um, with the radio frequency device, all it does is build tech, is build collagen. It builds collagen 
much more dramatically than just the laser does. So the laser will build collagen and cause a little bit of skin tightening through building collagen, but the radio frequency devices just build collagen and they do it even more dramatically than the laser. So basically what Tiffany's doing is we're doubling up on her skin tightening and her collagen building. Um, yeah, so that device feels really good. It feels like a warm stone massage. It's it's heavenly. And there's a zero downtime from it. You look fabulous mm-hmm. immediately afterwards. A lot of people will do it before a date night or an event or whatever because you look great. For mm-hmm. the, yeah, you look mm-hmm. great for about 48 hours. Glow. It's kind of mean, actually, because um, people will do it the first time and we'll show them a mirror afterwards. They'll look at it and they'll go, oh my gosh, I look great. It's working already. And we're like, oh yeah, yeah not just- so much. Yeah, that's just a teaser. So that's what it'll look like, like once you get to the full effect of it, maybe, right. you know, nine months down the road. But right now, yeah, no, we take the mirror away from him and say, okay, you only get to keep that for about 24 hours. It's 24 so. hours. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So I've told you I have done um, sculpture for years. Now, that's mm-hmm. an injectable. Um, I have done that since I, let's see, so how old am I? Probably started when I was 51. So five years. Love it. Love it. Would that give, would that give, Am, am I just, what's going on? Should I not do that? Because you can do that with the radio fre- frequency. You know what I'm saying? Because sculpture doesn't feel good either. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's tough. So Yeah, so s- sculpture is kind of like sculptra, not sculpture. Right. So sculptra is an injectable that's, um, it's a filler, but it's also, it's, it's more of a biostimulatory agent than it is a filler. Um, a lot of people come into my office and they've done Sculptra in the past and they were disappointed in the results. Really? Um, yes. And the reason is because they, it, it's hard to see things when they happen really gradually. Yes. So Sculptra stimulates collagen production like crazy from the inside. So it's supposed to also be a filler, but it doesn't work great as a filler because you... You dilute it or reconstitute it with numbing medi- with numbing um, medicine like lidocaine and with normal saline, and then you inject it under the skin. So immediately you get the effect of a filler, but then your body reabsorbs all that liquid, and then it goes away. And so people are really disappointed. The real beauty of Sculptra is that it's stimulating collagen from the inside, but that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So like I said before, for you to stimulate your own collagen, for you to build enough collagen for you, it starts right away with a laser, with Sculptra. Um, but for you to build enough collagen that you start to really see a difference is usually about 90 to 120 days. That's three to four months. Mm-hmm. So if you put that that Sculptra under the skin and it looks great for... Right. A week or two, and then it reabsorbs, and you're back to square one. And then you don't start seeing the effects of the collagen building for several months. And people think they don't see anything at all. They think it didn't work. Because if you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day, and you see these subtle changes, and your eye gets used to seeing changes really quickly, like usually less than 10 times of you seeing something, it becomes normal to your brain. So you don't see the changes. Um, and so a lot of people will come into me and say, well, I did sculpture, but I don't think it did anything. Right. Well, it did, but you just, yeah. Haven't so it's it. not as dramatic. Right. And it, and it really shouldn't be promoted as a filler because it's really not a great filler. Mm-hmm. It's really just stimulating collagen from the inside out. Now, it's not the only biostimulant. There is a biostimulatory filler now that I use as my go-to filler when I'm doing like mid-face cheeks, mm-hmm. um, jawline. And it, it's a filler that you see immediately, but it also stimulates collagen production. From really? The yeah. Really? So I don't think that, I don't think sculpture is a waste of time ever mm-hmm. um, or a biostimulatory filler. Right. Uh, and you can, yeah, you can absolutely, like when we're doing a laser on you and a, ra- a radio frequency device to build collagen, they're both, they're overlapping with their collagen building, but they're doing it by completely different mechanisms. Mm-hmm. One of them is directly stimulating collagen production. The other one is stimulating skin cell turnover, which will make your s- cells produce more collagen. So we're really kind of... It's like a um, synergistic effect. Right. One plus one plus one equals three or four right. in this case because we're building collagen by multiple different mechanisms. So is it a waste of time? No. Bring on the collagen. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and when um, and I've told you I, I still travel to Austin to to get my sculptor because she knows my face and we've done it for ten years. Or I've been with her for ten years. But when she started, she said she was very clear with me. She goes. You're the, you're not going to see results. I mean, I'm telling you, this this is going to take a minute. So it was a series of four in the beginning, one month after the other. Then it was every year, 
So I, the other, you know, the other day I said, can I come in Austin? Can I come? She said, no, it's not been a year. You've got to wait a year. I need you to wait a year. And I love when y'all are so honest. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, lips. I'm, I mean, I asked her the last time I saw her, do I need lips? No, you don't. You're fine. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't do overdo, don't overdo. And I love that about your practice too, because you, you say that as as well. No, you don't need X, Y, and Z. You do Greg's Botox and his, did you do his, his, his filler too? No, no, just his Botox, I think so. But I mean, he's also been sold filler before in the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. And that's (laughs) when I said that to you, you were just like, you kind of looked at me like, oh gosh. So yeah, that's I, I have a little bit different approach. And this may be just because I'm a, a, a medical professional. Um, and it's like this is a whole nother topic, but I like to say that there's nothing medical about med spas. Um, most med spas, there's no one medical anywhere around. And I, I, I hate the term. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's what I'm doing now. But I always hated the term because it gives people the false impression that there's somebody medical and there's usually no one anywhere near. Um they often have a medical director, mm-hmm. and that person may not even be in the same state. Right. That person may have never set foot in that office and not know it. The staff doesn't even know their name. So I don't like that. But uh, but I think, I don't know if this is just me or if I, I, I think if there's actually a medical person involved, um, we tend to be more focused, I hope at least, that mm-hmm. we're more focused on the results and what's best for our patient or our client and not just about bringing in money. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm in this for the long term. I want my patients to be my pay. I love loyalty. And I love that you still go to Austin to have mm-hmm. that. Sure. Um, your, your person from 10 years ago, still doing your filler. Right. I love that. People worried about, worry about hurting my feelings because mm-hmm. they come in our office and I don't, do, they don't have me doing their Botox or filler. No, I love that. Be loyal to the person that you've got a relationship with right. and the person that you've built a trust with. Right. But I'm in this for the long haul. I want trust from people and I'm, I am not going to do anything in my office that is going to take somebody's money and not get them results. Wow. And the and the other thing that I'm just adamant about is I don't because this is what I want for me. I don't I want to age well gracefully. I don't know. I used to say, oh, I'm not doing all that. This is kind of funny. Um, just to jump ship here. I used to say, well, I'm never going to do that stuff. You know, I'm going to age gracefully until I really started seeing it on my skin. And then I'm like, oh, heck no, not I'm not me. going down without Mm-mm. a fight. What can I do? There's no grace. But yeah, for, <laughs> forget that. <laughs> Nothing's off the table at this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to look fake and overdone. No. And my own personal philosophy is that if if I do your Botox or filler, if you go out and about afterwards and somebody asks you who did your Botox and filler, then I've failed. Wow. Nobody should look Mm. at you and say, yeah, you shouldn't have a frozen face. Your face should still move when you're laughing and talking. Um, You shouldn't have that frozen. Sorry if anybody out there is a real housewife, (laughs) but um, yeah, there's nothing real about those girls. So you shouldn't look like a real housewife. You shouldn't have your lips entering the room before you do. Everybody thinks that they know. A lot of gals come in and they want to, they want their lips done because we are lose. This is so unfair. We're losing fat in our face as we age. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like going down south and settling elsewhere. But we're losing fat in our face, which is part of the reason we start seeing wrinkles as well. It's not Mm -hmm. just the skin quality and the skin texture, but we're losing fat. And as that happens, we have less volume in there plumping things out and our skin starts to get wrinkly. And Yeah. Okay. So, um, but we're also losing fat from our lips. And so our lips are getting thinner. And a lot of gals want to do their lips and their husband's boyfriends are like, oh, no, 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 no. I know. What well, is that? Because they think they know who's had lip filler. Oh. And I, I, so a lot of the gals will come in and talk to me and go, oh, you know, boyfriend doesn't want me to do it. Husband doesn't want me to do it. And I'll tell them, you'll be really swollen for a day or two. Mm-hmm. But after that, after a couple of days, it should all calm down and it should just look like, look like you. Mm-hmm. And nobody should be able to look at you and say, oh, you've had your lips done. Right. You think you know who's had their lips done? You only know somebody's had their lips done if they've been done badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad ones. But there's a whole lot more people doing lip filler that you have no idea because their lips just look like them a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You just got, you know, got enough to put your lipstick on. You still have, yeah, you don't smile and your lips disappear. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't do the really big, the big overblown lips. I mean, I have people coming in and, and asking for them and... You know, there's a lot of places in town that do a great job and 
that will do that for you. So I just send you to one of them. Right. Exactly. That's, yeah. I mean, that's great. I've that's... got some cohorts, some colleagues that'll do any, they'll do great big lips if you want them. I'm just, I'm just not comfortable doing it. Right. I don't like that look and I don't feel good doing it. And so I just, Gosh. I just don't do it. So impressive. So talking about fillers, and I get this a lot of time because my demographics for my followers are about 18 to 44. So I have a lot of people ask me, when do you start? Now, I started Botox when I was 45 because I couldn't afford it. And back when I was 45, it was what, $20, $25? Uh, I mean, it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might have been more than that. I can't remember. I couldn't even, like, it, it wasn't a thing for me, for me financially. Um, but I have a lot of Kennedys. She just graduated TCU. And actually, one of her friends just came to you. Mm-hmm. What are the ages and what... I know for several reasons why these girls are, and young men are starting earlier. But what are your thought processes on young women starting earlier? Okay, so when I first started doing skincare, when I first started doing Skin Deep Laser MD seven years ago, uh, I was hearing about baby Botox, and I was absolutely appalled. Were <laughs> said, you? Oh my gosh, baby Botox! They're just wasting those girls' money. Well, I didn't start doing Botox until I was about forty-five, and which is funny because remember I said, oh, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And now look at me. <laughs> Age gracefully. <laughs> I'm doing it on not. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't <laughs> taking care of my skin. I wasn't doing anything. I was doing Botox and fillers. I started about 45 and I had deep furrows between my brows. And so, so anyway, I started doing this. Not and- anymore. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank goodness for Botox. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I, I, I heard about baby Botox and I thought it was horrible. Well, now I understand it. I, I learned a bit more about it. So obviously we're not doing Botox on babies, obviously, but baby Botox is just, it's, it's a, it's a bad term, mm-hmm. but it's, it's basically preventative. So, um, we can, we can wait until we have really deep furrowed lines before we start doing Botox, but then we're trying to play catch up and, and we're fighting and trying to reverse things, which is a lot harder to do. And we're fighting a couple of different things. Once, So our muscles in our face are just like muscles in our body. And the more we work them, if we're going to the gym every day and, and pumping iron, our muscles are going to get bigger and bigger. Um, and that is for a couple of reasons. We're developing neural connections from the nerves to the muscles to make them more efficient. And we're also building the muscle fiber. We're increasing the number of muscle fibers and we're increasing the size of the muscle fibers. So we get a bigger, thicker, hypertrophied muscle. Or that just means grown, I guess. So, you know, more fibers, bigger. So we get muscle growth. Um, if we wait until we have deep etched in lines before we start doing Botox, So what Botox does is it's a drug that inhibits the signal from the nerve to the muscle and keeps the muscle from contracting when it gets that signal. So once we have the deep lines, we're fighting a couple of different things. We're fighting the muscle contraction, but we're also fighting a big hypertrophied muscle, a big built-up muscle. So if you have deep etched in lines and, and, and you start doing Botox, it will relax the muscle contraction. But if you've already got really thick muscles, it won't, the line won't go away for a while because you're looking at a big, thick muscle. That's still there. The contraction goes away, so it'll soften it right away. But if you have big, thick muscles, you now have to wait for that muscle to shrink down. You stop going to the gym and your bicep doesn't disappear the next day. You maybe can't lift it very well, but it's going to take months for that muscle to get smaller and smaller and shrink down. Right. So when you start Botox after you've got deep lines, you're fighting against it. It's going to take a while for it to really smooth out. Wow. When mm-hmm. we start, so to do the baby Botox um, or the preventative Botox, what we're doing is, or what we should be doing, is treating those lines or where those lines are going to be, but before they really start, before that muscle starts getting thicker. So um, just for an example, I'll get, I'll get some of the TCU gals coming into me sometimes and they'll say, I need Botox. And I'll say, well, where would you like to do it? And she'll say, I don't know, wherever you do it. And I'll say, well, where are you seeing lines? And she said, well, I don't know. Where do you do Botox? And I'll say, okay, frown, because that's usually the first place we start to see it is in between our, in between our eyes. So I'll have people frown. And if she frowns and I can't see anything, and I'm saying she, I, we do lots of Botox on guys too. Guys, mm-hmm. by the way, guys don't like aging any more than we do. No, they, It's just not quite as 
socially acceptable for them to admit it yet. Sure. But they don't like it either. Mm-hmm. And they don't like these frown lines and looking mad any more than we do. So right. guys love Botox. Um, but anyway, so when when they frown, if I can't see where the lines are going to be, it's too early. Or if I have them raise their forehead and they can't see lines across their forehead, you can't see anything, then it's too early to start. But once you can start to see where those lines are going to be, mm. and you'll see them and you know they're just, once you can see them, they're going to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the stronger they get, it's it's almost a vicious cycle. The stronger those muscles get, the more they want to contract And the more they'll do it and the stronger they get and the the bigger the muscle gets. Mm -hmm. So if we kind of head that off at the pass, you can see where they're, where the lines are going to be. Then we start treating with Botox and what you can do, then they'll smooth out right away. And what you're doing is a couple of things. You're, you're keeping the muscle from contracting all the time. So you're stopping it from building that neuromuscular connection. You're stopping the efficiency of that muscle getting stronger and stronger. And you're also stopping the muscle from building up or, or getting hypertrophied or, or, or thicker. Right. So what tends to happen in people when you do it preventatively, it stops that process and the Botox lasts them a whole lot longer. Wow. So I waited for most people. I Yeah. And, and for people doing, you know, the baby Botox, we really need to come up with another name, but for people doing that preventative Botox, maybe that's it, preventative. Mm-hmm. So for the people doing the preventative <laughs> Botox, a lot of times they can get away with a whole lot less Botox, so it's cheaper, yay, right. and it'll last them a lot longer. So I have a lot of patients that have been doing Botox for a long time or started early. But the Botox will last them four to six months or longer. Mm-hmm. I have a handful. Now, this is nothing to aspire to because I think it's almost impossible, but I do have a handful of patients that Botox will last them for a whole year. Whoa. And these are gals our age. What? Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, they'll they'll laugh at me. I'm like, I'm so envious because I chew through my Botox and they'll say, oh, well, yeah, but I've been doing it since I was 20. So, oh. you know, I've been doing, I was in line the first day it came out. Really? So, yeah, so there's people that, that it really lasts them a long time. Now, that's not the usual. That's like, I've got a, literally a handful. I probably got five or six patients that it lasts them for a year, but I've got lots of people that it'll last them for six months. Mm, that would be a months. gift. I'm yeah. three or four months and I'm back where I was. Yeah, me too. I mean, just if you work out a lot, you burn through it faster. If you waited till you had deep furrows, you've, you know, you've got that neuromuscular connection. You've got, it's, it's muscle memory. That's Mm. what, when you talk about muscle memory, Mm -hmm. once you built that neural connection and your muscle knows what to do, it never forgets. It never goes away. So you can stop doing the Botox for a while, or you can keep doing the Botox, but it's always going to remember and it's always going to come back faster. Wow. So I am all about preventative Botox. Do it early, girls. Guys, everybody, when you start seeing those frown lines Hmm. or those forehead lines um, or even crow's feet, those usually come later. But if you start seeing those and you don't want them to get stronger, start now. Start now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm in now. I mean, it's too late for me, but I am. And I think, too, I think that we're seeing it younger and younger for two reasons. One of them is the younger generation is much more aware that Mm -hmm. there's things they can do, and they are very into preventative, which... You know, when we were kids, there really wasn't anything. No. We didn't even have Botox, guys, if you oh, believe gosh, that. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, we're that old. Yeah. So. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones, that's for no, sure. No, we didn't have no. cell phones. We didn't have computers. No, no. Um, But yeah, when we didn't have Botox, and when Botox first came out, huge stigma on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to do it because nobody wanted to admit that they were doing something. Sure. And um, the younger generation, man, they're all over it. They don't care. They sit in my office and text everybody or, you know, put it on social oh, yeah. media. Hey, I'm sitting here getting ready to do my Botox. The stigma's gone. But I think we're seeing it earlier because people are aware of it Mm -hmm. um, because the stigma is gone. And also I think it's getting worse because of technology. I think that people are actually developing the wrinkles earlier because we're staring at, we're staring at screens all the time and we squint when we're staring at the screen, when we stare at the screen. So I think we're developing those frown lines and those forehead lines earlier than than we we did. Than when, than we did. So do you also do um, face sculpting like jaw Nose. I mean, I don't do noses. Yeah, noses can be very. I do. I do everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't do mos- noses because noses can be very, very, very dangerous. They're really risky because there is an artery that comes out. I'm pointing mm-hmm. for Tiffany, but there's an artery that comes out right between your brows or right between your your eyes, right at the top of your nose. And if you get filler there, or if you inject, if you mm. accidentally inject filler in there, if the needle just goes through the vein, um, it can actually cause blindness or nice. it can cause, nice. it oh can, my gosh. not to scare you guys, but it can cause necrosis or death of your nose. That's the artery that supplies your nose. Oh and there have been a few reports of it happening. Um, 
I don't do it because I think that you shouldn't do something unless you can treat your own complication. And if that happens, you'll see the you'll see the effects of it right away, and you have to fix it immediately. And I think if you're not an um, a, a facial surgeon, you yeah. shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <sighs> so so I don't do it. I have somebody I refer people to if right. they want to do their nose. Yeah. But I I do the rest of the face. right mm-hmm. like jaw. I mean, jaw, cheeks, I know what I was going to ask you, TMJ, TMJ, my daughter has TMJ. Someone suggested Botox. Yes. Yes. It's fabulous. She's miserable. She's miserable. So uh, Botox helps with migraines and it can help with jaw clenching or TMJ. So me, for example, really, really, really strong clencher. And I was wearing, I've broken multiple teeth from clenching so hard at night. There's no stress in my life. No. So, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. But, um, and this was before I was doing this. This was while I was doing anesthesia. But, right. But um, I'm a strong, strong, strong clencher. And I had a mouth guard and I still broke a, t- broke a molar. So I got another <sighs> mouth guard. You want to talk about sexy? I had an upper and lower mouth guard that I would wear at the same time. <laughs> yes. And I still managed to bite down and break a molar. You're kidding. So um, I was pretty desperate, but I, I mean, I would have to wear both of those and just, sure. yeah. And I would wake up with my jaw aching and I didn't even realize that my jaw was aching all the time. Sure. Wasn't sleeping well, kept my husband awake because I'm grinding at night. He would wake me up constantly trying to get me to stop clenching wow. and grinding. And I heard about Botox in the masseter muscles. And uh, when I first heard about it, I, I tend to, it was very new and I'm, I tend to be a little worried about things that are new. Mm-hmm. So I tried it on me first. Of course, what else are you going to do? Right. Did you, you do it to yourself? Yes. Oh, good grief. <laughs> so, so I injected my masseter muscles and it was a game changer for me. You're kidding. Now, I, I do do about a third as much as people are recommending. And they've come down now. This this really started coming out about five years ago. Um, and they made a recommendation and I said, that sounds like way too much. So I did about a third of that. A year later, I was at a, at a big national conference and they said, okay, we think we can do about half that much. My husband's poking me going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm still doing about a third of as much and it works great. Wow. So, so it works great. It'll help with your, uh, it'll help with your teeth. It'll help with, actually, if you're grinding that hard, you may be reabsorbing teeth. Mm-hmm. So I've got dentists that are sending people to me now, but, um, helps with your sleep because you're not grinding all night long. Helps with your spouse with their sleep. Uh, I wake up without my jaw aching all the time. I just feel better. Headaches. I'm so, my daughters get, Kennedy's headaches. got this mm-hmm. bad. I mean, helps with headaches. Uh, Botox up here in your forehead and your, between your brows can help with headaches too, wow. with migraines even. But the other thing that is kind of interesting with doing it in the, in the masseter muscles for, for clenching is some, some people have real thick masseter muscles. It tends to be, um, uh, a heredity thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Asian community tend to, women tend to have stronger masseter muscles. Mm-hmm. And what'll happen sometimes, some of them will get real thick masseter muscles and it actually makes their face look more square. Wow. And when you do the, if they have a real thick masseter, sometimes you can put Botox in there and, and the muscle will actually thin out and makes their face look a whole lot more, more feminine. Mm-mm. It's really cool. It's, it's, yeah, it's really attractive. Now, if you don't have a real big thick, I had a really, really, really strong jaw muscle, but the muscle wasn't thick. Wow. It was just strong. But some people that when they get really thick and it, and it gets kind of squared off, it, it changes the shape of their face back to what it looked like when they were younger and it wasn't so strong. It's really, it's, it's nice. Well, and, and I'm going to, Kennedy, I'm going to have her come to you because she's now going to grad school. Now that school's, she's graduated, it's calmed down a little bit because mm-hmm. she's so stressed out, you know what I mean, just with school. Yeah. And so it's calmed down a little bit, but she, she, someone, she, I saw it on social media, social media, I'm sure, but she's like, and then Megan said, Dr. Reem does it. Yeah, it's great. Okay. And it tends to last a lot longer than regular Botox. Wow. <clears throat> so usually Botox lasts about three months for most people. Mm-hmm. In the masseter muscles, it seems to last about nine months. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible because let me tell you, surgeons want to operate on her and give her the, the whole... Oh, you know, yeah. No. I know. Because what happened is in high school, she was having the, the clenching. She got a mouth guard and everything. And then she saw a therapist here in Fort Worth when she came to school here and he changed her and it changed her. I mean, it really did. So, and taught her how to, to deal with it. Got a different night guard, but it started all over again. I mean, she just uh-huh. is a grinder. Her dad is as well, but, but, um, yeah. So that's, that, that's yeah. huge and injectable. I mean, because Botox does so much. I mean, yeah. so many wonderful things. So is that what you use? You don't use the Dysport or the... Is it so generally I use Xeomin. You do? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I say Botox because it's kind of right. like saying Kleenex. Sure. <clears throat> 
<laughs> but I tend to use a product called Xeomin, yeah, which is a completely purified version of Botox. It's the exact same active molecule, but it's been completely purified and cleaned up. the The guy who was the co creator of Botox is the creator of Xeomin. So he's a biochemist from Germany. Um, his name is Dr. Freevert. I actually got to hear him speak last year, right before COVID started. Right. Um, yeah. So he he came to Dallas and was giving a talk. And um, yeah, this man was amazing. He's retired. He's like 85 years old now. Um, should have had, he should have had jet lag, but he was bouncing all over mm-hmm. that stage at eight o'clock at night with more energy than anybody else in the room that was, you know, a third of his age. Wow. But this guy was fascinating. He's a biochemist. And he talked about the whole thing about how he and his partner in Germany created Botox and then how he just kept taking it one step further and one step further until he, he cleaned it up, purified it and, and created Xeomin and, mm-hmm. and Xeomin is with an X, X-E-O-M-I-N. But, um, I use the word Botox and I'll tell people when they come into my office, I'll explain it to them, tell them I'm, you know, if they're okay with it, then I'm doing Xeomin. But if they ever actually want the Botox brand, then they just need to tell me. Right. But they want, but nobody can tell the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem with actually Botox brand Botox, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but but over time with those extra proteins in there, basically you're immunizing yourself against the Botox. So there are some people out there that have been using Botox for a long time. And it was starting to last them longer and longer. And then it started reversing and going the other way. Started lasting less and less and less time. And they started needing bigger and bigger doses. And then eventually it stopped working for them completely. And what happened was with those extra proteins in there, they were immunizing themselves against Botox. And now it doesn't work for them. So with Xeomin, that won't happen because you don't have those extra proteins. Um, the other the other nice thing about Xeomin, some of the people who have become immune to Botox, Xeomin will still work for them. Some of them it won't, but some of them it will. So I have tried, you know, I have had Botox, the Botox for years and years, and that's what it's been. And then we tried Dysport here mm-hmm. recently. And went yeah. back to it, went back to the dose. I haven't tried the Xeomin, but I don't think it's working anymore. I don't. Mm. I don't. I think I told you. No, neither one? Mm-mm. Oh, no. I don't. I don't. And, um, what do you do? Put more in? No, right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not working. I, I mean, I just, I, I see, you can see me. You can't see me. Y'all can't see me, but I, I look like a Sharpay puppy. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just had it done two months ago. So, I mean, that that's not right. But anyway, and I know, and I work out like, like, a yeah. lot. and you know what I was going to tell you too. So I've been doing my Tiffy challenge. I'm on week seven. Mm-hmm. So happy, excited, lost body fat, blah, blah, blah. I don't have that much to lose. She but doesn't. It, I don't, I really <laughs> don't. And lost, you know, just needed to, I really wanted a challenge in my life and I got it. <laughs> um, but you know, what's happened. So I was telling my trainer, I said, you know, I know we're down. We've both lost, we're down in the teens now. And he said, you know what? It's going to start coming out of your face instead yes. of your ass. So yes. he said, you know, you better be careful. And sure enough, I'm, yes. Dr. Rain, I looked at photos that Paul took a couple of weeks ago and when I was really low, go low, low, low. And I can just tell scale yeah. tour. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm like, I forget it. Does yes. it go? It comes out of your it's, breast and your so face. It's so unfair. I know. Yeah, it's so unfair. I feel like, you know, we, we basically, we have to choose whether we want a great face or a great butt. Yes, because I want yeah, it all. If you've got some extra padding, it's it's yeah, it it goes where you don't. I, that's a really unfair thing. Is I think it goes, it doesn't go where you want it. Like mm-hmm. I would like to keep body fat in my face and in my boobs, mm-hmm. and and not in my butt and my stomach. But right. I feel like it all just leaves the face and yeah. the chest and and lands right on my stomach. Yeah. Sounds on my knees right now. Speaking my knees, oh, no. I want to talk about one more thing that I've just started. But this is why God gave us sculpture. This is true. <laughs> to this melt is fat. true. Melt yes. yes. So I am now doing. Oh gosh, what's it called for my legs? My, uh, my because my knees are falling. My shoes, but I'm um, up here in my quads. Temperature envy. No, is is that it? Temperature or the or yes. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Or yes. Temperature. Yes. That's, that's it. Okay. So it's this pad, and I if you if you saw um, it's it's on my blog, and I showed what she does. She has these two. She does each leg, and it's like a, a gosh, it sticks on my leg. Yeah, and then it tight. It's it's a tightening system again, right? So it's basically pelve on your on your body. Okay, except that. Oh, flexure. Flexure. I, wow. I, I, this is bad, but I get confused myself. And But it's funny because we'll be sitting around in the office talking about it and we'll all have to go through the, all the words because we've got multiple devices that have that have very similar names. We have 
um, temp- <laughs> we have temperature, sculpture, uh, uh, uh sculpture envy. Uh, uh, anyway, there, we've oh, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then there's sculpture, and then there's multiple devices that have very similar names. So we all get we oh. we fumble over them. But basically, what you're doing is um, it's like a pelave. It's a radio frequency device on your legs, but it also melts fat. So it's great for, and we, we could have done before, we could have used our Peleve device, that radio frequency device that's great on the face for mm-hmm. building collagen and the neck. Um, we could do that on the body and we just called it Peleve body, mm-hmm. but we, we did not get the same results on the body as we, this is, you know, before I talked about buying another device that was basically mm-hmm. the same thing. This is this is really why we did it. When we had the Peleve and we we could do it on the body, but we did not get the same dramatic results on the body as we did on the face, so we stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I did, I just felt bad about people doing it not I mean I mean I want people to see a wow. Yes. I don't want them to just go, "Oh, well that's okay." Mm-hmm. I want them to go, "Yeah, that was worth it." Right. So we we just completely stopped doing it on the body. And then they came out with another iteration of the same device which was was more powerful and you know, they added some bells and whistles which were kind of nice for treatment time, but really it was more powerful and it worked on the body. It was what we had wanted on the body with the original device and we just weren't getting the results. So we started doing it. And it also has an add-on that we, so what, what you're doing is tightening the skin on the body, but it also causes some fat melting. Right. Nice. Yeah. So great for that area. Um, Put it in my face. Right above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's taking the fat away. You don't want it on your face. No. So um, yeah, but this one is really, really great for uh, like above the knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That weird. Yeah. That weird just area. Weird. Well, and I've had two treatments and it doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. Um, and I can see a difference. We're doing. We're really? Doing, after we're, two treatments? After two treatments. That's good. Now, and I took some serious befores on that. I mean, I even, I mean, it's some strange, strange angles in the gym, but. Yeah, I mean, some really strange angles because I, I mean, I want everyone to see. Yes, weren't you in a plank or something, and you looked down and you saw your knees, so you grabbed your phone while you're in. I did. While you're in plank, I was in a plank. (laughs) Probably wasn't fair because there's a lot of gravity going on. I was like, "What in the world? Oh my gosh!" Yes, so, so yeah, so I started that, and so I'm just, I'll do anything. I, but you know, I know, I know what's coming for me. I'm gonna have to get a photo facial or that. It's but Megan's like, girl. I can't even get you in here for the easy stuff, for sure. Well, it has been a pleasure, and I, I have so many topics I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to beg you to come back. I, yeah, I would love to come back. This oh is it's easy. Um, yeah, I, I was really, really nervous about this, you guys. I'm I'm not a camera person, and I'm, yeah. She so she's was, been working on me for months. I, had the, I met her, and I'm like, you got to do, I mean, she's fascinating. I mean, just, oh my gosh, the wealth of knowledge, and like you have to come on the podcast and a podcast and she just looked at me and stared at me like I had nothing to say. But then Richard, her husband, how do you work with Richard? He's your husband and he's your office manager and you're still married. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't recommend it. I used to say we were still married because when I was in anesthesia, I was on on a 24 hour call every fourth night and yes. gone one entire weekend a month. Oh, and right, I said, yeah. the reason we're still married is we never see each other. Yeah. And now we work together, which is it's it's a challenge. Some days are great and some days. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, Richard, but you know, shout really, out. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. He and, is. And we, he started working there because we couldn't afford to pay anybody to work at the front desk. Really? And the plan was always to replace him as soon as possible. And he's a guy sitting at the front desk, which I right. thought was a little weird. Right. But we have a lot of male patients and it you makes can. them feel, yeah, a lot. And it makes men feel more comfortable to come into, you know, a, this place that they assume is going to be real girly. Sure. And they come in and they see a guy. He's answering the phone most of the time or he's there greeting people. Um, the, I mean, you know, I hate to say this, but it, it, safety is always an issue. So everybody just feels sure. good having a guy in the front. It's right. just we all feel safe. Um, but he has the exact opposite skill set that I have. Mm-hmm. So all the places where I'm really weak, he picks up the slack and he's good at Isn't and vice versa. Great? Yeah, so I'm great. an introvert. He's an extrovert. So he's great sitting out there. I'm terrible answering the phone and talking to strangers. And yeah, but he's great at it. Um, yeah. And then, of course, he's, he knows the business side and we just complement each other really mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of days where we're wanting to kill each other. Yeah. 
but it's tough. Still it is really, really tough to be married to your spouse. I mean, to be married to your coworker. <laughs> to be, it's tough to be married to your spouse, too. It's tough but. to be married, period, everyone. It's just tough to be married on both sides, for sure. Yep. You know, definitely on both sides. But he's he's a jewel. But, yeah. you know, and another thing is, is what I appreciate is when a physician calls me after a treatment. You know, when we're getting started. I mean, I've been coming for a while, but calls me after the first treatment and you do, you call and you're like eight o'clock at night, you're still working. <laughs> so I appreciate that so much. And there's so many wonderful, I mean, we didn't get into your skincare and I want to do that. I'm going to bring you back on to talk about uh, sun protection and what's going on with the sun. So there's so much to talk about there and there's so many yeah. listeners in, interested in that. So yeah, I would love to come back. Oh, yay. See what, what happens. I mean, I, I mean, look what happened. It I got so her bad. It's not so bad at all. <laughs> well, it's so great to see you and tell me, how we can find you, your website and your Instagram and Facebook. Okay. So the website is www.skindeeplasermd.com and Instagram is the same and our Facebook page is the same. It's all Skin Deep Laser MD. Well, great. Well, thank you what you've, for you what you've done to me. I mean, I am a believer and it's right here in Fort Worth and just down the street and I have people texting me going, hey, I'm going to make the trip. So good. So good, fabulous. Good. Fabulous. So everyone, thank you so much for listening in today. And hey, go see Dr. Reem over at Skin Deep. And I tell you, you'll see some results for sure. And it is so great to talk to you. Everyone be healthy, be safe and keep being fabulous. 